welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer with Gene Galvin and me, I am Maria Corelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, it is Jerry Springer! Thank you! Thank you! Oh! Oh! This is singularly, I think this is the largest crowd that has ever appeared at a podcast of anybody's. This is, this is huge. Oh, man. And uh, if Trump can say that, why can't I? This is huge. Actually, we're being safe. We were safe ahead of our times by not having crowd situations. Huge crowds. Yeah, when we started this podcast five years ago, we said, let's not have any crowds. Well, we're at folk school. We've kept it small. Kentucky is not a big place, so you're right. This week is our anniversary. Five years. Hey, 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 happy anniversary. (laughs) Oh, my, really? That's right. We started in March. That's wonderful. Yeah. Hey, uh, we were in, as you know, Jerry, in New York City recently yes. with our spouses. We gather there once a year. It's a great time. And uh, we uh, stepped on an elevator, and I turned to you, and some other people got on, and I turned to you and said, because you know how awkward Maria are kind of, their elevators are kind of awkward. You get on, you <clears throat> stare straight at the door, nobody's going to talk. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just kind of weird. And you all look at the numbers on top. <laughs> it is. Or look down. And total silence just oh, yeah. there. And then you've got a Jerry who is a celebrity and is recognizable to many people. And they're looking at her like, dude, is that Jerry Springer? And they're not, but they're polite and not going to say anything. So I turn to Jerry and say, you, hey, you were talking in the back of the elevator. You, you yelled forward. To forward. Yeah. And this was on a, a, a pretty, uh, she she hotel like rich really, carlton yeah 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 and i said uh hey i saw you talking to that older guy uh before what was that all about oh yeah he was talking about this new hearing aid he had and he said this is the finest hearing aid money can buy really and i said yeah what kind is it he said four o'clock <laughs> I can't believe we still get laughs. It did. It did. It got great laugh. And God, this is God's truth. We did that on the elevator, and people started laughing. <laughs> they just all were like, because they were all looking up like that, and they're wondering, who's this guy yelling to me in the front of the elevator? And they're going, oh, and then crazy as they guy. left, the we said, up. don't think we're, we're going to do this up to the fifth floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some people got off at the third. So, and we, and we, <laughs> so we started a company, and it's one of my ideas. I got all these wild ass ideas. It's you know going to pay off my house loan, and like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. <laughs> so I created a company, you know, formulated it, and whole deal rolled out a marketing plan, put my handprints all over it. You know, my <laughs> usual thing of making a business go. And it's called the Elevator Comics. And David, would you play the commercial? We got a commercial. Listen to this. Hey, I'm Jerry Springer. I'm Gene Galvin. And we're the Elevator Comics. We perform in some of the best elevators in the country, telling eye-watering jokes in as few as two floors. But we once entertained a car full of conventioneers stuck on the 14th floor for 40 minutes. Call your favorite hotel and tell them that you want the Elevator Comics on your next ride. We're the hottest new act in the laughing world. 
I seen Springer and Galvin in a hotel elevator in Jackson, Mississippi, and they was hilarious. Best two floor ride of my life. Hey, Jerry, what were you saying to that guy in the lobby? He was telling me you just bought the best hearing aid money can buy. I said, yeah, what kind is it? He said, four o'clock. The elevator comics were fast, topical, and usually family friendly. But when the sun goes down, so do we. Our sizzling adult set starts nightly at nine. The elevator comics. You'll never take the stairs again. Guy says to me the other day on one of the rides, ballroom, please. I said, sorry, I didn't know I was crowding you. Okay, six floor, folks. Enjoy your stay and call the front desk if you need extra towels. Watch your step getting off. We've got to pay the insurance bill. Elevator comics are brought to you by Up and Down Productions. So we ran those commercials yeah. literally all over the country, Maria. <laughs> <clears throat> I got no calls. No calls. So I started, uh, after we did this in New York City, I thought, this, this horse is not dead. I got to get this horse back up and running. So I've gone to work, hmm. and I found a gentleman from Cincinnati area. His name is Louis Beck. He is an entrepreneur. He's well-known. <laughs> and he has a bunch of businesses. And I, said, I called him up, and I made my pitch. You know, I'm talking really fast. Louis, you know, can we have lunch? No, I don't want to have lunch. He, last time I talked to Eugene, it was aluminum siding. What is it this time? You know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so I said, elevator comics. I convinced him on the phone. He has a corporate headquarters. And this is, because sometimes you think I make crap up. This is not made up. I'm asking you, I beseech you, organize your schedule to come in sometime, and I want to do at least one set. In the comedy business, it's called a set. It's an hour. And I want to do it. An hour. Who yeah, stays so on the elevator set. for an hour? No, no, you, <laughs> Unless you're stuck. You don't have the vision yet, do you? you don't That's have the a long Here's the vision. Here's how it works. Yes. So Lewis has agreed in his corporate headquarters that we can work one of his two elevators. I think it's three. (laughs) Lewis, could you come over to the microphone? Lewis back is here. Lewis back. Entrepreneur, he's coming over to the performer's microphone. (laughs) He's sitting at the piano. He's got this Ray Charles look on his face. (laughs) Hey, Lewis, how many floors do you have in your corporate headquarters? Gene, we got a problem. I didn't get to tell you about this. You know, with this new social distancing, uh huh, six oh. feet away, yeah, how bumping. We... We're yeah. using the stairs now. I don't know what to yeah. tell you. Oh, no. oh why? Oh, no. We're, good. We're good. Now he's People good. He's joking. He's joking. How many floors do you have, Lewis? Two or three? How many is that? <laughs> three. Yes, three. three floors. He has three floors. He has three floors, Jerry. Basement too. Here's the vision. Here's how it works. We're going to announce that the Elevator Comics will be working this building. He is in the headquarters of a a banking company, and he has a branch, actually, in this building. I know it. We're going to contact, I'm going to contact a TV station, the one that we're used to work, because they usually will say, that's that's pretty funny, maybe we'll come cover that. (laughs) We may have TV there. We are going to do a a one-hour gig, and people will... People ride his. I've been to his building many times. They ride the elevator all day long to go upstairs to do some business. Come downstairs. Banking people come in and go upstairs for an appointment. They come they're probably up different people. Yeah, but they're upset because they didn't get the loan. 
that's the audience. Well, you it's want? a hard, it's a hard. Well, it's, this is not an easy, guys, not an easy job, Jerry. No, it isn't. So you guys cheer them up. That's I job. want yeah. you and I will work out a uh, routine. Yeah. And uh, I never said we had to work 14 floors or 50 floors or whatever. I think we always said we can do an act in a one floor ride. One or two floors, so we yeah. can do this. But that only gives us two jokes at most. It's a I, slow elevator. It, it, it's it. easy. This is yeah. easy. Okay. So will you do it, please? Will well, you agree to do it? Well, if, if it's you and Lewis, well, how can I say no? Okay, it's going to happen. But I have to talk to my agent. Well, you got to talk to your agent. <laughs> we have to get a date. And then, and if this works, then I've got, uh, I've got a portfolio. Do people have to pay to get on? No, they just get on. I think the problem we're going to have is that people are going to want to ride it and ride it and ride it and ride it. We're going to have security yeah. there to say you get one ride. You can't trade rides. It's not like Bitcoins. You know, you get your ride, take the ride. Okay. And then so get off and go question. do your job. Because you're the business guy here. I am. With your business plan. Yes. This how is my business plan. How exactly does this plan make money? Okay, now that's a good question. In the corner of the elevator is a tip jar. <laughs> we are basically busking. Maria, can you speak to that? It's oh, yeah. like you do it all the time, don't you? It's I hard mean, people work. do it. But if you're, look at the things that have to happen in that one floor ride. It's got to be funny, Jerry. You got to be on. You got to be on. But the people don't come to me tired. Come on, and you hope when they come on, they're not talking to each other. Because we got to wait till they settle down. Otherwise, they won't hear it's the Jerry jokes. Springer. Then, okay, so they come on. In that one floor, we have to be able to settle them down, tell our joke, and they have to be able to reach into their wallet or whatever to put something in the tip jar. I got an idea. And we'll they're going to miss their floor and be really angry. We'll have somebody outside the elevator who will be there and to say, slam them up against the wall and say, buddy, give me what you got. I'll do it. We will have, <laughs> what, what you, what, would you come? I, yeah. Here's what I really like. If you would also be there with us with your guitar <laughs> and you could be the lead How in. How big is this elevator? <laughs> it's going to be great. Hey, did it's you just, do you call me fat? <laughs> yeah. Would you do it? Yeah, that's some of that like smooth, smooth yeah, some guitar smooth jazz, or, yeah. or maybe even that's now the, here is let Maria Corelli and do a song. Oh wow. This that's, is This is really elevator music. <laughs> yeah. It would be I think it'd be perfect. The elevator yeah. here's how we pitch it. The elevator comics and Maria Corelli. <laughs> That's right. how we're going to say it. Okay, now is that on the marquee of the... <laughs> we'll put it over Paul Miller's marquee next door of Folk School, Kentucky, which yeah. is uh, Ludlow Theater. And, we and we'll put up Elevator Comics at Union Savings Bank, blah, blah, blah. Lewis has the address. We'll put that up there. Nice. You know, Thursday... You've had a lot of really good ideas, Gene. This is probably one of the worst. <laughs> 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 No, it's going to be unbelievable. It'll be unbelievable. Yeah, it'll be unbelievable. <laughs> hey, will, seriously, will yes. you do it? Gene, when do I ever say no? Okay, it's going to happen, Maria. Yay! We just have to coordinate. We're going to have your people talk to his people. Perfect. I have no people, so, I'm, <laughs> so I just talk to the, your people. Well, I think what we have to do is, since it's only one... One floor, the floor at two. most two, but I, I think the that's top right. floor is the executive offices. So no, 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 up there. no, it's a basement okay. they won't go so to. So we're talking <laughs> one, two, uh, a one say two floor floors. ride. Yeah, one floor. It's only going to be a 
time for one joke. Come on, it better be so, good. Well, that's it. And I think we ought to let our listeners decide which joke we oh. use. <laughs> I like that ballroom yeah. joke. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. So we'll do we'll give five jokes. Well, I only know four. We do four <laughs> jokes. <laughs> and uh, and we let people vote. And that'll be the joke that we use. Or from week to week, we could... <laughs> yeah, and these people have not heard any of our material, so we can go in with our strongest stuff. With that hearing aid joke's powerful. That's a powerful joke. That's weighty. So um, it is going to happen. Now it's just a question of when. And uh, thank you to Lewis Beck for... He's going to facilitate this. And I think it's going to be killer. That's what I think. So are you going to fly in on your Gulf Stream for this? I just want to make sure that you're really committed to this before I get all our people Well, that's excited. a rough question he just asked you. That was mean, wasn't it? That was very that mean. Was very mean. Oh, I but forgot I'll tell you had to sell it. I'm so sorry. As soon uh, as the Gulf Stream picks me up, I will come in. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, bad idea. All right, it is going to happen. So um, thank you, Lewis. I'll have to go back to my seat now. You may. <laughs> yeah, you may. Yeah. Unless you plan Thanks on, for flying in, Lewis. I'm playing something. For <laughs> yeah. that? Uh, hey, I have a question for you. Oh, by the way, we have Ricky Nye coming up, don't oh, we? Yeah. yeah. He's really good, Maria. Amazing, amazing key, keys player from Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, we're looking yeah. forward to that. that was- That'll be happening in a few minutes, uh, but I, I did want to ask you something, Jerry, that's on a more serious note. Uh, as we are, remember, people listen to podcasts in the archives, and so they don't always exactly match up with a current event, but I got a feeling this event's going to be around for a little bit, sadly, and that's the coronavirus started right. over in China and has spread now horribly in some places around the country. Italy's pretty much on a lockdown, it sounds like, and it's happening in the country. So if you don't mind, what is your take? And you just flew in from where, Chicago area or Florida? No, I, from Florida. From Florida. Yeah. So it hasn't stopped people like you from flying. My wife's flying Monday. So pe- people haven't just stopped their lives. But what's your take for the situation in America on the coronavirus? Well... There's nothing I'm going to say that uh, is, in a sense, new information. It's just observing on this, the second month of what's going on, of where we seem to be now, and, uh, and problems beyond the health and even beyond the economic impact of what's going on is this is... To bring our government into it, um, the thing which, just as a citizen, gets me, which in future years we're going to look back, how can the United States of America, that 70 years ago was the arsenal of democracy, that, you know, we were attacked by, by the Japanese in Pearl Harbor, and boom, we turned this country into an arsenal that eventually uh, was able to uh, win the Second World War. I don't understand how the United States of America, with all our resources, can't get the necessary number of kits, testing kits. I mean, and I'm not a scientist, okay? But 
South Korea has hundreds of thousands of the kits and the appropriate testing. China, I mean, it's just, there is such incompetence. The truth of the matter is, we were caught flat-footed. And, you know, things happen. This is like Bush's Katrina. Something just happens, and then there you are, we've got to respond. Okay, let's say we can get that. You couldn't have foreseen it before it, it happened. But once it happened in, for example, China, and once early on we blocked the border, we said no one from China to come in. So in other words, our government knew that there was a problem. We wasted six weeks before now, as we record this, the 9th of, or the 10th of uh, March, now we're starting to get some kits out to the uh, various states, to the various localities where the governors and mayors are saying we need some help because the numbers are growing and growing and growing. There is no excuse for what is going on in terms of the administration of dealing with this crisis. When Hillary Clinton was running for president against Trump. I remember during the debates, it was the whole thing about what you're going to do if the phone rings at 3 o'clock in the morning. We can't vote for Trump, we were told, because can you have this crazy guy with his finger on the button? The implication of all that was, no matter where you stood on various issues, the implication was that the single most important thing that you need from a president of the United States, regardless of his views or her views on the issues, is the ability when a crisis happens, and crises always happen, is that you can then quickly mobilize, bring in the best people, get to work, handle whatever this new crisis is. Because something unexpected will always happen whether it's a contagious disease, whether it's a sneak attack, whether it's 9-11, whether it's Katrina, something happens. And that is when the person with the finger on the button, the competence of that person, the credibility of that person. So we're dealing with, number one, a president who is, I'm sorry, there's no other word, dumb. You know, I mean, I know we're supposed to be polite, and I'll try to be polite, and, but the guy has no clue, no clue what's going on. So at the time when we, the public, don't know what's going on, clearly scared, we've got people my age in our families that were told that if the virus goes to people that are close to 80 or in their 80s, it can be deadly. If there are other things going on in your body and you get the virus, it can be deadly. People are dying from this. And we're going to wind up with tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that have the virus. Doesn't mean they're all going to die, of course not. But it means they all can transmit it to people that are in a weakened condition. And we have a president who not only doesn't have a clue 
but who lies, who, who's not believable. He starts speaking, unless you're one of those people that go to those Trump rallies, no sensible person in the world is listening to him and saying, boy, he's going to educate us on what's going on. He said last week, while all this was happening, where the doctors and scientists were up there, he said, ah, we're gonna, it's going to be down to zero maybe by the end of the week. There were 15 people that, that had it, and he says it's going to be down to zero. And you know what? If you're not feeling well, go to work. People, people get better. People go to work when they're sick. If this is a virus which is easily contagious and can be deadly, and we don't yet have a vaccine that can deal with it, and yeah, and he says we're going to have a vaccine in a few in a few months or a few weeks, we're, we're, we've we've got the back. We're going to get the vaccine out there. The lies he told in the same press conference, and then the the one he did yesterday or two days ago. He's there with the scientists at some lab where they're supposed to be making these kits. He's wearing his political hat, you know, uh, make America great again. And he says, you know, with the scientists stand there, I just came from a meeting. I, I really understand these, this stuff. The, the, the scientists here, they told me, they were amazed. They said, boy, you really understand this, don't you? You, you should have been a scientist. And he says, maybe I should have been a scientist instead of running for president. Well, anything would have been better than running for president. But, and this is real. This stuff isn't being made up. And he called it, and Fox News broadcasts it. He's calling this a hoax. He's calling it a hoax. And we just now cordoned off, as we're recording this, New Rochelle, New York. They had 150 cases within a, a day or two. So all of a sudden, it's cordoned off. Everyone's on shutdown in New Rochelle. Schools are closing. Ohio State University shut down. Other universities around the country. The state of Washington. Communities there are communities, which means there's a, a, a whole bunch of people in that community that have it. It's totally contagious. And we don't know how many people have it because we don't have the kits to test. And we're not going to have a vaccine, the scientists say, for a year to 18 months. That's reality. And meanwhile, businesses are saying work from home. Don't come in. Concerts are being canceled. Sporting events are being canceled. Will the, and you'll know by the time you hear this podcast, you'll know whether or not March Madness is being played in front of an audience. Television shows are going without an audience. Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune have just announced that they will record the next year without a studio audience. Any place that has a crowd of people you know, there's some communities that say they will not permit any event that is more than 30 people. We don't have to worry here at the podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast. Yeah. that it's three people. Yeah, yeah. That's why, you know, we're doing our part. <laughs> Involuntarily. <laughs> but that is 
and and who was that congressman that wore that mask making fun of it all? Matt Gates from Florida. And three days after he's sitting there with this ridiculous mask on, making fun, calling this a hoax, someone in his district died. And now he's been contaminated and he is on uh, voluntary uh, quarantine. And so is Collins, the minority, uh, the ranking member of one of the congressional committees. And they went to the CPAC, the conservative convention, and there was someone there who has who tested positive, who has it. And he shook hands with three Republican senators and, con or, and congressmen and with this fellow called President of the United States, Donald Trump. And there's a picture of him standing there, and he's on quarantine now. They asked the president, have you taken the test? And he says, no. Has uh, the Vice President Pence taken a test? No. And they've all been in contact with this person. And there are a number of people now in the White House that have had it, you know, that have been in contact. And they're not being tested yet. So the point of all of this is, this man does not belong as president of the United States. It's not, gee, let's make jokes about how dumb he is. He is now causing people to get sick and because of his irresponsibility, people are dying. That is the truth. That has already happened. That's not a prediction. When he says, don't worry, if you're sick, go to work, does he not care that you pass this on to somebody else? There's a nursing home where they had, I want to say, eight people within one nursing home died. Within one nursing home, eight people within the last two weeks have died from the virus. So by the time you hear this, you already know how serious this is. But this is just the latest example why this man cannot be president of the United States. We don't have anybody in charge. Who are we going to listen to? If there's another crisis, who are you going to turn to? when you sit there and listen and realize that the guy who's talking to you doesn't have a clue. He doesn't have a clue. All right, folks, we're going to move over to our music portion of the podcast. Uh, we want to welcome a really special guest here this evening. We've had him on the podcast before, and uh, we are honored to have him back. He was named 2019... Uh, uh, Blues Artist of the Year at the Cincinnati Entertainment Awards. Wonderful. And wow, was inducted yeah. into the Boogie Woogie Hall of Fame. Everyone, please welcome Ricky Nye. Hey, Ricky! Woo! Yeah, all right, thanks a lot. Pleasure <laughs> to be here. Ricky, what are you going to play for us first? I think after all that, we need to boogie woogie a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, this is a, a piece of mine, it's called a Creole Boogie.
you very much. Wow. Ricky, it's such an honor to have you back. This is oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate being here. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for gracing our little uh, studio audience here. Um, Your voice is tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, can you let the audience know where we can hear more of your music? Uh, best to look at my website. It's okay. uh, R-I-C-K-Y-N-Y-E dot com, com, And uh, you can find all kinds of stuff on there. Awesome. Or go look on YouTube, type in my name. and Sweet. If you see something you don't like, just hit the next video. <laughs> No, that, that is great. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so please be sure to check out Ricky's stuff, folks. And um, he is going to be taking us out here on Down by the Riverside, if you'll do us a favor and maybe let Jerry take a verse you here. Want, wait, i got to sing this boogie style? <laughs>